Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Young Hearts for Mission podcast. We're on season two, and today we have some very, very special guests. Dive deep, where I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Good morning. This is Joel and Anna Schrader. We work with Bridges International at the University of Illinois. Yeah, and Bridges International is just a part of CREW, the part of CREW that specifically reaches the international students studying in the United States. Yay, oh, welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Ooh, so first question. When you go to a coffee shop, what is your go-to order and why? Hmm. Well, for me, that's really easy. I am originally from <laughs> Colombia, South America. So of course I love coffee from morning till nighttime. And I don't get those foo-foo drinks at Starbucks. <laughs> I just get normal coffee with a little bit of room for maybe some cream and that's it my coffee favorite is as i spent time in southern spain they drank uh one shot espresso one large shot espresso and then an equal part shot of uh, whole milk with a lot of sugar uh hot obviously and it was just divine <laughs> but now here in the U.S., it's just black coffee with some sugar. Mm-hmm. So good. So what does missions look like in your context? So my wife and I have been doing full-time missionary work for a long time, more than 20 years. Um, and Anna's been working downtown Chicago. She was at the University of Purdue. Uh, and then... I was in Spain, in Malaga, Spain, in Southern Spain, uh, as a single guy for eight years. And then we were there together for four years as a married couple. Um, now we are currently at the University of Illinois. Uh, we're reaching the inter- international students for Jesus. And it's honestly like the sweet spot because um, as we've spent time overseas and we've been kind of a foreign missionary, which is so good for growth and so good for perspective. Uh, Being back here on a big 10 campus, college campus, where 115 countries are represented, 12,000 plus international students walk on our campus. It's so amazing to be able to to welcome uh, these students and to see them uh, introduce them to Jesus. It's really like, although we're pushing late 40s in our age, we just really feel like we're in a, a really sweet spot and God's been really kind to bring, have all these students do the hard work of coming to us. Mm-hmm. And we just want to do the least bit of being uh, welcoming and, mm-hmm. uh, and share the Christian faith with them. So mm-hmm. it's been really amazing. Yeah. So it's interesting because originally when we think of missions, we think of us going to the nations, but really with what we do in Bridges, it's kind of the opposite. It's really the nations are coming to us, to our backyard. And so we 
have the privilege of welcoming them and loving on them. And for many, it's the first time where they feel very needy because they're working in a different language, a different culture. Um, and so we actually uh, are a resource to really help them with all of their practical needs. And through that, it opens many doors for them to learn about what gives us joy and what gives us motivation, which is, you know, Jesus. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening, you're a college student, it's a perfect way to live out Jesus to those right around you. Like I bet there's some international students right around you. Um, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what is the funniest thing that has happened to you overseas or even as you guys serve, um, here in Illinois as well. Uh, my funniest story was serving uh, in southern Spain again in the town of Malaga. Uh, this was a long time ago, so this is going to date me. But it was January of 1999. We had just arrived into southern Spain, into our town, and there was no existing college ministry uh, at the University of Malaga. So we were there to pioneer and there was just a lot of pioneering, which means starting things from scratch. And it was the second Sunday that we had been there. And now church there is like with the, with the, with the Protestant churches, you would go from like 11 to one. uh, And then you would usually have a huge lunch with a family. And then you're back in church by six uh, the same day. And so this is like, I've, I've been there for two weeks. And so we're sitting through church for two hours and then trying to engage for hours and hours over a huge, massive meal. I speak terrible Spanish. Uh, I'm full. So I'm just physically feeling full. And then we're back in church at six o'clock at night and I fell asleep in church and I started to drool on myself. I was so tired. I started to drool in front of my team, in front of the Spanish believers and brothers and sisters in Christ. And to this day, they won't let me live it down. They actually made a Spanish Spanish verb out of it to drool on oneself uh, using my name with the reflective reflective, uh, um, flexive um, verb. Anyways, just I drooled on myself second Sunday in, in, in country and it was embarrassing. you must have been so tired (laughs) cultural culture shock language you know emotional drain and just full and then you're so still laughing at me this is great Anna, do you have a funny story to share or shall we go on to the next you question? You guys can keep going. Okay. Mine's not that funny. Oh. So what do relational dynamics look like in your context? Hmm. Well, for us, as we get older, we're working with younger and younger, like to us, they seem younger and younger, the students, but really we're just getting older. So... For us, it's really a blessing because so many of the international students that we work with, they come from cultures where um, the elders um, are respected Mm -hmm. and they're sought for for wisdom. 
And so it actually works really well in our favor, <laughs> um, being in the United States and having these international students come to us um, because it means that as Joel and I continue doing missions uh, in our own nation with these students from abroad, um, we have it opens a lot of more, a lot more doors for, for yeah. relationship. And um, it, it's not awkward that we get to spend time with them and hang out and live life with them. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, although we are now twice the age of most of these students, so we technically could, be, like could be their parents. We, we, we don't project ourselves as that. We're, we still want to be, uh, you know, with, with them, hanging out with them. Again, we can't hang out until, you know, past midnight. We're, we're married with our own <laughs> children. And like that. But um, what I really love about working, even the relational aspect with, with, with international college students is, um, first of all, is they understand ancient history. So when we say 2000 years, um, that's really not a big deal to a student from East Asia, for example. Um, so mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, they're really, international students are quite formal. If they say they're going to show up, they will. And if they don't show mm -hmm. up, they'll let you know. Um, specifically some of the students from East Asia. And then um, mm -hmm. I love it that we are constantly always eating together, like literally yeah. breaking bread, mm -hmm. but like literally eating together. Uh, and students from East Asia generally eat just about anything, which is really, really cool and really helpful. And then lastly, what Anna was getting to is... Uh, Student, the international students, they respect their elders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like in, in a funny way, like, like when we, when we approach a student and be like, well, I want to mentor you or disciple you. Usually those students take it as a great honor. Like, wow, this person who's older wants to kind of invest um, in me or, or him or her. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. but again, we're, we're, we want to be as, as, as friends as possible, but again, sometimes the age actually helps. Mm -hmm. So and there's a lot of openness like I feel like because they're coming to us to uh, and they're in our backyard um, they're much more receptive to wanting to come and see our home because many of them have never seen an American home um, yeah so it's it's very different than when we go to when we go abroad we can't necessarily invite ourselves into their homes so mm -hmm. it's really fun being on the receiving end I feel like it makes relationships quicker and easier to mm -hmm. form yeah wow that's so interesting and so interesting like just cool to hear um what would you say the idea of home means to you hmm. well for me when i think of home i definitely don't think of four walls and furniture i really think of god's home i think of a place Joel and I, we have students over all the time and we love it. And we, every time they come over, whether they're from China, India, or South America, it doesn't really, or Saudi Arabia, you know, we have students that come from a Muslim background. Um, we just, we tell each and every single one that this is God's home. Therefore it is your home and, you know, feel free to come over anytime. Um, because for us, home is a place where you feel God's love and you feel his security and uh, you, you know, you, you sense something about his, his kindness towards you. Mm -hmm. So our prayer is that when people leave this home, which is really God's home, that they would leave having felt loved, seen, special, and tasting God's goodness. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's such a beautiful answer. <laughs> oh. And ultimately our home, obviously, really is, is heaven, right? But mm-hmm. we know that we don't have to wait till we're in God's physical presence to, to experience his, his home, meaning mm-hmm. like his kingdom is within us. So mm-hmm. we get to carry that around wherever we go. I think in uh, taking that question a little bit more literal, like like home or, or house or home, um, my home is, I grew up in Wheaton, Illinois, uh, but then I spent so much time in Spain that Southern Spain, Malaga actually did feel like home. And so even when we were enga- engaged and, and due to, to be married, we immediately went back to, to Spain together as a married couple. That was really hard on Anna, um, but that was really where home was, like the little you know home for me was. Um, now another transition, I really feel like Champaign, Illinois is more like home because uh, we've been here for 10 years. Our kids have gone from three and one to 13 and 11. Um, so there's a lot of memories here, like literally in this physical house, but yeah, we don't, we're not attached to this town or this structure by no means. Like what Anna said exactly is like, now we're really um, yearning and hoping for our heavenly home. Um, and we want to be a home away from home for these international students too. So that's just a different, a different topic as well. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And our last question is, what is one way you have seen God work in your life through your time, whether that's overseas or even through your like current context of missions right now? Yeah, I think for me, when I was overseas, because I was only overseas for four years, Joel was there longer, like a total of 12 to 13 years. Um, but when I compare missions overseas to missions here, I think one of the biggest things that God really did for me overseas is he really began to show me um, my pride. I think it's really easy for us to say that as Christians, you know, that Jesus is my everything and, you know, he gets all the glory. But I think in Spain, when um, people were not impressed with me, I, you know, they didn't, um, my Spanish is different because I'm from South America. Um, even my coworkers, you know, they didn't know my history in the United States. They didn't know the positions that I held within crew serving as a crew staff here in the United States. I guess what I'm trying to say is God really began to show me that these things that I say that Jesus is my worth and he's my everything and all the glory goes to him. It's easy to say when, um, well, until he puts you in a place where those things are removed from you in Spain, no one knew me, no one knew my history. My Spanish wasn't like their Spanish. And so God just began to really strip from me all the things that I didn't realize I was putting so much of my worth into. And so in my time in Spain, God really began to show me that he really is my value and my worth, not, not my experience, not my position or title, not my language ability, None of those things matter. What really matters is that Jesus is in me and he is my worth. And um, that's something that I keep going back to since coming back um, from overseas um, and wanting to go back to that total dependence on God and not um, seeking any worth from other things that can be taken from me. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so my time over overseas was 
again, to launch a college campus ministry in Southern Spain. And we, we did that. Uh, but again, I think a lot of the growth was, was for me was spiritual, intellectual, emotional, just growing into being more of a man of God. Uh, and we really saw some amazing life change in students. Uh, but in 12 years, I think you can, you can really only count the number of students on one hand that gave their life to Jesus. Uh, was that worth it? Absolutely. Was it worth it for how, how much ever that cost or the time I've spent or the whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming back here to work with this international students U of I, it's like, we're doing the same kind of parties. We're doing the same kind of games and mixers and Bible studies. And, but there's an exponential like number of international students that are giving their lives to Jesus here. So, man, I, if, who, if, if people do watch and listen to us, if made it this long into the video, um, <laughs> you need to go like, go as long as you can. Um, uh, I think the call on our life to go is very, very clear. I don't believe you need a very hyper-specific call from God to get going. Um, I think that call is very clear. But when you have gone, and if you do bounce back to a place where there's a lot of international students or just, just a couple hundred international students, man, that's really great to see, um, to, be, to be a welcoming presence for people from, from abroad. Um, and hopefully that's being said about our, our, our family and our movement here at the U of I, um, it's really fun. So, and just really rewarding and we eat a lot of cool food. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so good. Y'all touched on some things that I've been thinking about a lot the past few weeks. I think, yeah, just like looking at my life and seeing that whether, I am in certain roles or not is not really like relevant to like what I what I mean and what I can do for God. Um, God doesn't necessarily call everyone to be a leader, but he does call us all to like serve him and serve him wherever we are. So thank you guys for sharing that. That was so good. Yeah. Um, do y'all have anything else to add before I pray us out? We're, we don't we don't plan on moving from here, so we're going to be here at least another ten years. So if you want to come work with us, <laughs> we'll fill God's call in your life, and then when you bounce back, we'll be here. <laughs> so, you guys, okay, I'll go ahead and pray. Dear God, I just thank you so much for Joel and Anna. And what a blessing they are to the ministry, God, at the U of I. Um, I just pray that you continue to bless them um, and bless their work, God. Um, I pray for these international students that are coming to the U of I, too. Um, I just pray that, yeah, you would bring them to yourself um, in whatever way that you see fit, God, and that we would just have an abundance of laborers as well, God, um, to just continue to help this ministry. Um, yeah, I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>